Well, let's welcome back Coach Taylor. And, Coach, let me begin by saying Happy New Year. Yes. Um, Happy New Year. Um, uh, you know, another year, 2023. Um, you know, before we even get into the show, Rob, you know, I'm very super conscious of what's going on in the country, man. You know, we have, we're watching a game last night, and a young man, Demar Demar Hamlin, got really hurt and injured. I don't know, we didn't talk about it off the air, but I do want to say, you know, our, my thoughts and prayers go out to his family, the whole Buffalo Bills organization, you know, the whole football fraternity, because... That's one thing, you know, gosh, I'm thinking about his parents or his mom coming to a game to watch her 24-year-old son play a football game, and for that to happen, like, that just, you know, I haven't, my stomach has been sick since since that whole incident, and they, they suspended the game, which was the right thing to do. Um, so just thoughts and prayers, you know, come go go out to him and, and his family. And then, and, and Rob, we talk about a lot of life things on him, and it, it's, so many, it's so many more things important than playing a football game. And, you know, I just really pray that this guy, this, this young man, and, He'll pull through it. So I just want to make sure I did get a chance to say that. So, Well, before we continue on, Coach, let's talk about that for a moment. Because one of the things I was thinking about is, you know, the, as a coach, is you, you try to prepare your team for all kinds of eventualities and get them in the best possible condition. And then you see something like that, and I thought, man, how do you even address your team after that? Man, it's uh, – yeah, and, I'm, and that's something I'm very – I was very, very conscious of trying to watch how the both head coaches – you know, how their mannerisms and their demeanor were towards their players, towards each other. Like, you could tell very quickly, I mean, like, people did not care about anything else besides that guy's well-being. So I don't even know how you even start to address your team or even try to get ready to play and go back and play, you know. So it was the right thing to do. And, you know, I don't know, man. You have I don't know as a coach, man. That would be, be very tough to address the team. So, Well, I hope he's doing fine out there. And, and yeah, uh, you know, this, such a weird thing, too. So, oh gosh. Uh, well, really, no good segue out of that, coach. But let's talk about any team updates you have for us. Yep. Um, no, guys. Today was their first day. Um, Seven thirty meeting um, with the strength coach, and then um, you know, just kind of laying it out, man. You know, just really trying to <clears throat> get ready to build. You know, when the we're, like I told those guys, you know, this is the we're we're at the baseline. This is it, man. This is the baseline um, of the twenty twenty three you know football team. You know, we'll have a lot more time to, to visit with those guys. And I told them, man, like, you know, we'll set our compass for where to, in which direction the ship is going to go. But right now, the biggest thing that we need to do is be able to show up. Um, not, you know, we got to work hard. Um, we got to find a way to, you know, to connect a little bit better with our guys. Uh, when I say connect, I mean our team connecting with each other. So, you know, we, we want to play for each other more than we want to play for ourselves. So that's really the goal right now in January. Then we'll attack February. Then we'll attack March. And we'll go from there. So we're just in the in the infant stages of our 2023 team and, and, and our workouts. So for work, first one was today. So. Well, let's jump into fan questions. We'll start with John. says, Coach, what is the status of recruiting, and where is your focus right now in terms of position of players you are trying to sign and locations where you are searching, yes. if you don't mind answering? Good question. It's funny. Um, we are exactly trending where we were at last year to, to date um, today, which is kind of scary. And I would almost say it was kind of eerie, um, but that's where we're at. Um, as far as when you start talking about pockets um, in the country, as far as we're looking, you know, what's been good for us, you know, Arizona, Colorado has been good for us. California has been good for us. Wisconsin has got a, a big-time commit out of Iowa, which has not been good for us. So I'm excited to see how this one pans out. Um, so as far as, you know, where, that's where we're looking and then. It always starts up front. You know, our, 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 our offensive line situation 
is a lot better than it was at this point last year. So, um, you know, if we can find the right four to six freshmen, that would be awesome at the O-line position. D-line situation um, is not terrible, um, but we could find another good three to three, I'd say three to five D-linemen. That'd be great. We're, the, the, the concentration right now is um, is in the back end. You know, our secondary we, we lacked a little bit in the secondary last year, so we got to bring, got to find some young guys that can come out here and run, and that could, that could provide some length. You know, with a good body type, and then our linebacking situation too. We'd like to you know shore that room up because what people got to understand is not just so much hey we're getting these freshman linebackers and corners and safeties to come in and play. A lot of it pro- provides depth you know, throughout your scout teams and if the guy is good enough to be out to be out on their special team. So a lot of reasons why you want to um stack those those rooms. Um so so that hopefully that answers the question. Now, now if you're at where you were at last year, that that's a good sign because I, I thought you were pretty happy with that freshman class. Yeah, we were. We were and then you're gonna you're gonna lose I mean gosh, I've been doing this twenty years, ten years at Hamlin, um, per se. You know, you're always gonna have you know, guys that leave for whatever reason. You know, we don't have a lot of guys that leave to 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 portal it up. I might I say, but it's just you know sometimes it's finances, um, not a good fit. Um, you know, some guys aren't you know homesick. So there's so we so we lost a couple of those guys. But we didn't have a mass exodus, which was exciting. You know, we got the right guys here. We did trim the fat on with some of the guys that were you know in, on the team, and we got to find the right kind of guys that fit. And so um, I, I would I love to have um, you know. Ten more in the off season right now, absolutely. But you know the reality is we're at where we're at, and we're and we're not in a bad spot. So I, you know I feel good about our our, our progress from last year this time. So <clears throat> next up is Rod who says, Coach, I know everybody seems to always ask you about what you and the other coaches are doing to try to find recruits. How are other players on the team helping you to find guys who could potentially be Hamlin Pipers? Yeah, um, I wouldn't necessarily say they're helping us find them. Every now and again, you have a one-off of a kid will come and say, hey, "Coach, there was a guy that was at my school, went to school, went to school A, and is looking to transfer." You know, you'll get that every now and again. But for the most part, how we use our own players in recruiting is, you know, we get kids on campus, man. Like, yeah, they're going to be around us as coaches, but they're going to be around our team the most. So we just we try to expose them to our players as much as possible. So. Next up, we have two questions for you from Chuck. The first is he'd like to know, what are some areas where you would like to see your team improve for next year? Yeah, definitely um, the tackling, you know, as, as we're going through. And this is something that obviously we study, obviously we practice, but i got to really do a hard study on, and I, I know the answer, but, I, but, you know, how much live tackling are people doing during training camp slash during the week of practice? And I don't think people are doing a lot. You know, so we, we practice it every week, but we 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 had a, we had a there's a couple games where we're going through right now where there's you know there's the the missed tackles um, hurt. Uh, we didn't have per se too many um, busted coverages. Um, now I'm just talking from a defensive standpoint right now, but it was a tackling really that that hurt us. Um, and then I'd say offensively, um, you know, playing a sophomore quarterback early in the in the year, we were knock on wood solid with taking care of football and. We got into some of those late games, man. You know, specifically, uh, specifically Augsburg, McAllister, man, where we threw some really, really bad interceptions. So, just getting the quarterback to understand, you know, we got to end every drive with a kick. Um, offensive line wise, you know, we did get better as far we got bigger and we got better as far as sacks we gave up. So, hats off to Coach Harrison, um, you know, his his development of those guys, and they're just going to get better. So, I'm excited there. Um, so, yeah, I would say those are the, those are some of the areas where we're where we're highlighting. 
you know, I think in the seven years you and I have been doing the show, that tackling has always been one thing you've talked about. And I'm curious, are you finding that at the high school level, what's being taught is improving or the same or, or even regressing maybe even? Uh, you know, I want to be careful with saying it's regressing, but it's just such a just such a hard skill to 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 do. And a lot of it is you got the the mindset's got to be. There's a couple of things. Your mindset. One, you got to want to go out there and do it. All right, you can't be out there faking and like, hey, I'm a football player, but you're scared to tackle. So you got to want to do it. And you got to be able to take great angles, and your eyes have got to be right, you know. And then you got to be strong enough to get a guy down at the point of attack. So really, four things. So it's a tough skill, man. It's a it's a tough skill. Um, you see guys on Sundays, you know, miss tackles and they're getting paid. So, you know, not to say that that's an excuse, but we just got to get better at it because there's some teams in this league that, you know, you look at Bethel, you look at St. John's. Um, I'd even say Concordia for them. You know, they, those guys they tackle well, man. So we can it, it can be done. So we I got to figure out a way to get our team tackling better. So Chuck would also like to know with you not being able to coach the team directly until spring practice, what areas do you want players working on in their on their own? Yes. Um, so fortunate, we, we are fortunate to have a strength and conditioning staff, um, not just one person got a staff, which is super cool. So, you know, um, obviously we're lifting weights and working on explosion, but, you know, just, you know, you know, just our running, change of direction is super important. Um, you know, so I'd say, you know, in, in explosive movements, I'd say those are things that we're, we're highlighting right now in January. Jesse says, A.V. was hurt late in the season. I'm assuming that's Alejandro Villanueva. <laughs> um, but, uh, hurt, hurt late in the season. Do you see any lingering effects from that, or will he be 100% ready for next season? Uh, um, yeah, I, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's ahead of the um, – not, not, not 100% yet, um, but he's ahead of where he needs to be, and it was actually good to see him in the weight room. I was passing through there this morning, and I, said, I, and I tried to take a double take and say, man, that's Alejandro back there. And it looked like he was hand cleaning, man. So it was, it was kind of cool to see that. So he's going to be he's going to be just fine. Next up, we have Janet, who says, "Tough loss for Hamlin women's basketball there against St. Benedictine, but nice rebound against Crown with a long layoff. How do you see this team re, uh, rebounding into the new year with such a long delay between games?" Yeah, well, I, I, you got to take a hat off to Coach Folky and his staff. Um, I mean, the girls are hot right now, you know, and I know they were in, you know, I, I was able to sneak in the building and get some workouts in over the holiday, and I saw them, the girl, our girls and guys, and they're practicing and, and getting after it, you know, on their on their um, holiday break. So that goes to show you, what, you know, what it takes to be a student athlete, but coaches got those girls going, and it's exciting, man. I know our guys rallied around um, watching them play last uh, January, February, and we're going to do the same and support them. So, um, I, you know, they have to continue to keep, you know, iron sharpens iron. They have to keep practicing, and I think they play here tomorrow. If I'm not mistaken, I think they played. I think they played tomorrow. So it'll be good to see them get a win coming out of a, out of a break. Yeah, you know that same Benedictine team. You know, when she when she asked this question, I, I thought, man, they're a really good club out there too. So you know, no, really? no shame in dropping one point there. Next up is Lewis, who says, Coach, what did you think of those two college football playoff games? They sure were a lot more exciting than I thought they would be. Wow. Uh, Rob and I were talking about that a little bit before we, we were visiting, before we got on. Um, great games. I mean, how about TCU? Gosh, I mean, so excited for them. And as much as I was pulling for Michigan, um, it was just kind of cool to see how that game transpired. Um, and then Georgia. I mean, Georgia, Ohio State, you know, it wasn't like – Anybody just ran away, you know. So it'll be very interesting, man. Very two good, two good, very cool games. 
Um, actually, our National Coaches Convention is coming up here um, Saturday to Tuesday, and that's always a tradition to kind of you get about you get five to seven thousand college football coaches all in the country in one city, and they're all watching the football game on Monday, which is always kind of always kind of interesting. So it'll be good to see who who can pull out, who can come out of who can come up who can come out on top. I know Georgia will be favored, but I don't know, man. The way TCU battled Michigan and the way they've been playing all year, <laughs> it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. That'll be an exciting one. We've got a couple of questions from Adam. The first you'd like to know is he says, Coach, I don't know if you saw that play at the end of the TCU-Michigan game, but that clearly looked like targeting to me. Didn't you think so? Yeah, it's always tough to see. You know, the thing is you always want to know where the where the, where the, refer- where the uh, official's eyes are, the mechanic of what he's looking at. And it's bang, bang, you know, and I know they were able to look at it. Um, but, you know, they, they made the decision. Um, I, thought it was, I thought it was super close. But, you know, sometimes – the, the human element. I, I'm I'm just guessing the human element for officials, man, to kick a kid out at that point in the game. You know, I don't. You don't know what what's going on in, in those guys' heads. So, so that can be tough. So. He'd also like to know who do you see winning that Georgia TCU game. Well, as I said on this show before, man, I'm going to be careful of and refrain from making a pick so we don't get sued, Rob. So um, I don't know. I know it'll be good. I know. I, I, I'll tell you this. I know Georgia's DBs and the Georgia defense is going to show up to play. I can tell you that. And then and, and TCU does not have um, – they do not have a, uh, a subpar quarterback. Their quarterback is good. He's very smart. He actually reminds me of the guy from the 49ers, Purdy. And I remember when Purdy was in college, that's exactly what Purdy looked like is um, number 15. I think his name is uh, Druggins, Druggins. So it'll be interesting to see how I'm, – I'm, I'm very excited to see how TCU's offense – uh, matches up versus Georgia's defense. That's what I'm looking forward towards. So I don't know who's going to win it. Got to watch it and see. Ray says, I know we see these types of big comebacks in professional football as well at times, but it seems like no 14 to 20-point lead is safe at the college level. Does that appear that way to you? And if it does, why do you think it is that way? I mean, the reality is, you know these kids have ch- kids have changed. I mean, their bodies have changed. They're they're the, all the seven on seven and the running that they do in the summer has changed. So there there are no, in my opinion, there are no safe safe leads. I mean, like you know, and people and the offenses that people are running now, the game has changed. So, I mean, it's just you know you can come back like this, man. You know, so it's just that's just the way college sports is going. You know, before back when Rob, when you and I were. We're coming up, man. It was, you know, three yards in a cloud of dust, man, or four yards in a cloud of dust and three running backs in the backfield, which was actually exciting to watch that Penn State-Utah game. And they jumped into some three running back sets, which fired me up. But that's not the game anymore, you know. The game has changed, and people are spreading you out, and they can put points up quickly and fast. A very nervous Andre returns. <laughs> says, Coach, I'm getting a little worried about our Eagles. What's going on there? <laughs> well, Dre, it's good to hear from you. Um, and the reality is, like I said all the time on the show, man, like it's the NFL. Everybody's good, man. You, I, I know they didn't go in overlooking the Saints. Uh, their coaching staff is really good. Um, but the reality is they have a guy, probably one of the better young quarterbacks who's out. Not to say that the guy we got playing now is bad, but it's not, it's not Jalen Hurts. So, you know, you gotta, you know, you gotta take your lumps. Now Jalen is, 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 in my opinion, if Jalen is healthy, gotta play him this week. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Next up is Don, who says, 
everybody's very excited about teams like Kansas City and Buffalo and Philadelphia and Minnesota, but do you see a sleeper team like a Chargers or a Giants mm. being a team that could make it to the Super Bowl? Well, I know, well, yeah. Again, man, Cincinnati got hot last year, if everybody remembers. Man. So I think Cincinnati's a team who can do, get hot again. Um, I hate to say this, and uh, you know, but I'm just going to be 100%, you know, um, real on the show. But Dallas is a team, you know, and I know I'm Eagles fans. So I probably shouldn't say this, but Dallas is Dallas scares me, you know. So um, Chargers, yeah. I mean, I don't know any one of those three teams I could see getting hot in the playoffs, man, because it's you just never know, man. Play and playoff football is so different, right? And even you think NFL on Sundays is different. You get to the playoffs, man. That that game changes too now. Everything. Oh man, it's it's, it's gonna it's gonna really be a great weekend. Well, a great couple weekends. A hot quarterback can take you a long way. No doubt about it. <laughs> Bethany would like to know, was Santa good to Coach Taylor this year? Santa good. Well, I don't have a chimney, so Santa didn't come to my house. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll put it to you like this, Miss Bethany. Santa was good because I woke up, had, had, had breath in my lungs, uh, roof over my head, a car to drive. I still got a job, a uh, healthy son. So, so, yeah, Santa was good. I, I, I cannot complain. Um, about anything. So Santa was good. Yep. Dennis says, Coach, I cannot believe that here we are in January and temperatures are even above freezing. Dive into your inner weatherman and tell us if you believe this will be a short winter or not. Oh, man. Um, I'm hoping. I mean, I've been here, ten, well, February 8th will be 10 years. Um, and the last couple of winters, in my opinion, have been mild. My first three or four, you know, I had to really question some of my um, – my life decisions on why I moved to Minnesota, <laughs> but um, I've gotten used to it, and I've, I've, we've been able to get a couple winters in the last ten years where it's like, okay, this is pretty mild. So let's let's cross our fingers and you know, let's cross our fingers and hope that you know things can can stay like this. We're getting snow now, but um, you know maybe it'll, it'll get up, it'll keep, it'll stay above the thirty, the thirty-five to forties, and that helps us out. Kenny would like to know if you ever had a really scary nightmare that when you woke up you absolutely thought it was real and freaked you out all day um i wouldn't say i've had one like that but i have had some 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 doozies where you wake up like wow man that was weird or that was interesting um fun fact man you you, you dream every night you just don't remember it i did i read that somewhere which i thought was pretty cool i said well i didn't know i dream every night but you just don't remember your dreams so there's a fun fact on the dreams Jacob says, I believe you are not one who puts much stock in New Year's Eve resolutions, but do you ever challenge yourself or commit to doing something different for an upcoming year? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, definitely not a New Year's resolution guy, but, you know, just the challenge of, you know, just taking care of your health a little bit better. That's that's one that I'm, I've got my eye on. Not to say that I'm in bad health, but, you know, you can do some you know, just dieting and, you know, what you're putting in your body, man, but I can definitely um, tweak it a little bit to, 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 to be better. So, yeah, I would say just, you know, let's just lifestyle change because at the end of the day, none of this matters if you don't have your health. So you only got one chance to do this thing. So, you know, you just got to make sure you're putting the right stuff in. Just making, just making sure I'm fueling my body the right way. And our words of wisdom for this week, Coach. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. I would say this. I would say this. I saw this one the other day. I thought it was kind of cool for our situation. Count your blessings, not your problems. There you go. <laughs> That is awesome. Coach Taylor, thanks for joining us this week. All right. Thanks. And thanks for listening.